You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 243. If Christianity was poker, would you be all in? Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. Hey, welcome. Thank you for joining me. I just got back from a very special place. Emily and I spent about 10 days with Marcellino D'Ambrosio and his lovely wife, Susan, and we went to Fatima. That's right. We, we took a trip together with a bunch of great pilgrims, hello pilgrims. We went to Portugal and we spent a couple of days at Fatima, and then we traveled along in a little riverboat, and we ended up in Spain and just had a wonderful time. Nice, nice getaway, meeting good people. Boy, you know, something about Fatima, it's my second time at Fatima, something about Fatima really got to me. I mean, in a, in a really great way, really made me think a lot, you know? And I think that's what a pilgrimage should be doing. You know, when you go on one, it's it's like taking life and squishing it down into a few days, whether a week or two weeks. And you, when you do that, when you do that, it's like, you know, the real you kind of comes out. You know, if you're if you are restless, it comes out. If you're impatient, it comes out. If you're trusting, it comes out. And it's really an interesting thing to go on a spiritual pilgrimage. We really enjoyed it. But uh, hey, by the way, I'm getting ready right now. I, w- I wish you could see this. The The trees have turned. It's, it's turning fall. And uh, there's something about out here in the woods by the lake that it just has this this feeling, you know, you want to go out there and look at the water and see, is it just starting to freeze a little bit? So it's a, it's a time of change. And, uh, you know, just like you're getting up in years, maybe you're feeling like, huh, times are changing and it's all good. All good. Everything is good, but I love this time of year and I'm getting my wood pile all, uh, you know, refreshed and ready to go for the winter so that, so I can spend time with you with a nice fire in the background and some uh, some tea. I've been drinking this tea, this white pine needle tea. Somebody told me it was really good, you know, for you, and it's a great, uh, it's refreshing, and it builds your immune system up. So whatever whatever it's doing to me, I feel very immune to everything today. Got to tell you that. Hey, I want to share with you some things today that are really just sort of off the the top of my heart. You know, I was talking to Emily this morning, in our time of prayer, every morning we bring our Bibles together and spend about an hour and a half together praying, reading Scripture, talking about what the Lord is doing in our life. And and uh, I think I looked a little di- bit distracted, and she said, what are you thinking about? And I, I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking about God and thinking about my relationship with God and what is really important and what is my heart saying? What's the desire of my heart and what is God offering me? And I started thinking about that, and it reminded me of something I saw on the airplane on the way back from Portugal, and that was a, a Texas Hold'em poker game. It was a poker game, and you know poker. I don't have to explain poker, but uh, the better your hand, the more you're going to bet. We know that, right? And then there is a hand that you can get that you feel so strong about, or you're going to fake out your opponent 
but you feel so strong about it that you, you push all the chips into the middle and you say, I'm all in. I'm all in. And if you are playing somebody who says that, that puts the fear in you, doesn't it? Uh, suddenly you, you realize that the person that you are playing, the person you are trying to beat, feels so confident about their hand that they're saying, I'm all in. I'm putting it all on the line here. And if I lose, I'm done. And if I win, yay. But they're very confident about it. And I started thinking about my relationship with the Lord and am I all in? If, if Christianity was poker, if your faith was poker, would you be all in? Or would there still be some chips in your hand? Kind of a hold back, you know, just in case. This isn't all, all that it uh, stacked up to be. I think if we're going to really live the life that God has called us to live as activated disciples today, I think we, we really do have to have the attitude that I'm putting all the chips in, in, this, in this one. I'm not going to save any chips for anything else. Sorry, Dr. Phil. Sorry, Oprah. <laughs> you don't get a chip. Uh, you know, there's some good things you're doing, but you're not getting my chips. They're, in fact, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hedge my bet either. I'm not going to go, you know, into 10 different things and put my chips on those. Uh, it was one great investor who said uh, one time, he said that if you, if you don't know what you're investing in, then you will heavily diversify. And it was Warren Buffett. He says, uh, great diversification simply means you don't know what to invest in. You're not sure. So I would uh, think uh, for a moment and uh, ask you the question, are you highly diversified when it comes to getting to heaven? Uh, it's a good question, isn't it? Are you highly diversified? Got uh, some chips in all these different piles just in case, right? No. When it comes to a follower of Jesus, Jesus asks something of them and their heart. What he asks is for a total, radical, all-in dedication to him. To give every aspect of your life to him because he gave everything of his to you. He died for you. He laid down his life. And, and uh, the conclusion to that is not to come to us and say, well, when you're making decisions about life, why don't you put a couple chips over in the, the Christian pile over there, you know, along with your, your other piles that you have. That isn't what he's asking. He's, he's literally asking us to be all in. All in. So are you all in? Is, that's a good question. I'm asking myself that question. I just came back from Fatima, and I was so impressed by the passion of the people and the impact of those three children that were visited by the, the Virgin Mary. And uh, I thought, got to thinking as I walked through the streets of Fatima that this city had a visitation from God via the Blessed Virgin Mary, and that, 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 that message of the, of the Blessed Virgin Mary emphasized Basically, central truths, you know, devotions of the Catholic faith, like a focus on the Blessed Trinity, the Eucharist, penance, uh, uh, absolutely the rosary. You know, she asked if we would pray the rosary, and there would be sacrifices for the conversion of sinners around the world. Pretty, pretty straightforward message that the Blessed Virgin Mary gave us. But the question is, 
Are you all in? The city of Fatima is all in. They had a visitation from God, and as a result of it, the entire city changed. All you have to do is say Fatima anywhere around the world, and people know what you're talking about, who you're talking about, where you're talking about, what happened there. It changed the city. The visitation of God changed the city, and the entire city now is focused on this event that took place in Portugal years ago. And you and I have been visited, haven't we? Jesus has come to us, and he has given his life for us. He's invited us to become his disciples. He has said to you personally, Lech Achrai, come follow me. And now we have to ask ourselves the question, like Fatima, is my whole life now totally in because God has visited me? He has changed my life? I love what Paul says. And and by the way, um, uh, I'm going to give you a number to text here. Uh, some people were asking on the the trip to Portugal. They were wondering if you know you can get show notes. And yes, every show has show notes. I am rich in show notes, <laughs> to be sure. And uh, you can get them, all of them. You can get them by just simply texting my name, which is Jeff Cavins, and you can text it uh, to the number three three seven seven seven. It's about as biblical as you can get, 33777. And I know that that some of you did that, and you got the notes for four weeks or so, and then it stopped again. Somebody, People were telling me that. I'll give our, our wonderful uh, producers that message, but if that happens, just sign up again, and you'll continue to get them. All right, I digress. I love this scripture from uh, Romans 8.28. This will be in the notes. Paul said to the Romans, he said, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I got to thinking about this when I was over at Fatima. And uh, when you're at a place like that, whether it's Lourdes or Our Lady of Guadalupe, Fatima, uh, you start to think about ultimate questions, you know, about my life. And I, I actually got to sit down with the cousin of one of the, the three children, I got a picture. It's kind of cool. But I, she was sitting there with a rosary, and she was praying, a very holy woman. And her life was completely changed as a result of what happened in Fatima as well. So I was thinking about these things. What about my life? You know, am I pursuing things in my life that really don't matter? And, and am, I, am I sowing seed in places that are not going to bear fruit that is eternal and lasting. It's interesting about life. And I'm just riffing with you here today and off the top of my heart, sharing with you some of the things I've been thinking about. But the older you get, the more heaven seems to come into focus. I think that's by design, to be honest with you. I think God put that in us. And the things that I desired when I was 19 or 25 or 30 or 40 those have really fallen to the side. I don't, I don't desire those things anymore, to be honest with you. I'm finding that the, the things that I'm desiring are the eternal things, the meaningful things, the things that really walk in the opposite direction of the things I was going for when I was younger. I know that maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe it's because you're younger. But, but I've been noticing that about my heart lately, that, Lord, you are drawing me to yourself 
in ways that are so clear and moving that I have not experienced before in my life. I think some of this is due to the fact that Emily and I pray together every morning so much. And I, I really do mean that, that out of our prayer together, our own personal time in, with the Lord is also increased. It's, uh, it, it becomes deeper and more meaningful. But I, I was thinking about this, and Emily shared this quote with me earlier today. She said uh, she found this quote that and when she told it to me, I thought, oh my gosh, that's so good. I want to give it to my, all my friends on the podcast. And it's this, that there is nothing, I'll say that again, there is nothing to get in the spiritual life. There is only the discovery of what we already have. Isn't that a beautiful quote? There is nothing to get in the spiritual life, and I emphasize to get. There is nothing to get in the spiritual life. There is only the discovery of what we already have. Now, I think that's true. And if that be true, then it means that my efforts to go out and search for something outside of this relationship with God is going to end up empty, disappointing, unfruitful, shallow. But if God has already saved me by his death, burial, and resurrection and continues to save me day in and day out as I am faithful to him, and hopefully I will remain saved all the way to the end, if, if he saved me, and he equipped me through baptism and confirmation and has given me, as it says in the scriptures, all good things necessary to live a holy life. Is it true that I don't have to go out there looking for it as much as discovering what he's already given me? If that's the case, we can do far more drilling down and in than out. You know what I'm saying? That if I'm not saying that all truth resides in me, but I'm saying that if 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 God has done a great work in my life and given me spiritual gifts to walk this, I just simply need to discover them and walk in them rather than to go out searching in the entire world. He has come to me. He has found me and he's given himself to me. And I was I was talking to Emily earlier, and I and I said, you know, this is when she said, "What are you thinking about?" You know, during prayer, I said, "I'm thinking about the fact that I was created by God, but but it's not the created by God that really awakens my heart, but it's the idea that not only was I created by God, but I was created for God." I was created for God. This is what I told her this morning. I said, there is, you know, I, I, I was created for him and not just by him. And I said to my wife, the moment you realize this, that you are created by God, but you are created for God, when your heart really gets a hold of that truth that I'm created for God, then you really start living. Then you understand the depth of this relationship with God, and that is that it Christianity uh, it might be a shock to some, but Christianity is not all about what you get and you being the best John or the best Susan or whatever. That isn't what Christianity is about, is you getting everything. 
what Christianity is about is God, and that if he created me for him, then I, I have to ask myself, what am I doing searching outside of this for more or searching outside of this for something that is going to be more complete or it's going to answer the questions that are deep within me? I was created for him. That, that has really got a hold of my heart today, I'll be honest with you. Not that I am dishonest, but you know what I mean? I'm created by God, but I'm created for God. It reminds me of what G.K. Chesterton said. He said, the secret to happiness is gratitude, is gratitude. And I remember there was a point on this pilgrimage in the last couple of weeks where uh, when I was at Fatima, I remember one day just this amazing peace came over me. It was like a tangible peace in my body, in my mind, as I was looking out over the, the, the square of Fatima, which, by the way, is twice the size of St. Peter's Square in Rome, and just this amazing peace came over me as I said, thank you, God. Thank you for everything. Thank you for not only supplying my needs, not only for protecting me, but, but Lord, thank you for showing me that the life that I'm looking for is contained in our relationship. There's not formulas and certain creeds said backwards on 33 speed on your, you know, no, the, the answer is found in my relationship with God, period. And the more I pay attention to that, the better I'm going to be. And the, 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 the more I veer from this, the more I'm going to search and find myself empty. I want to encourage you, before I take a break here, I want to encourage you, my friend. You've been with me for a while. We've been together. We've been talking and walking and driving together for, for years now. You know that Ultimate joy and satisfaction only comes in God. I'm talking about ultimate. I'm not saying you can't have joy and some satisfaction you know, in life, but I'm talking about the deep longing of your heart. It will only be filled by God. We've got to believe this. We have to live this way. And that's what the Lord did to me at Fatima, just got a hold of my heart and said, Jeff, come, I'm going to fill you. Your purpose in life is found in me. I created you for me, to worship me, to serve me, to work with me, that we would be together. I love that. I got something I want to share with you after the break that I think is going to make a big difference in the way, in the way you look at this intimacy with God. Again, the question today is, if Christianity was poker, would you be all in? I'll be back right after this. If you enjoyed the Rejoice Advent resources in the past Advents, you know firsthand how God can use the season of Advent to foster a personal encounter with Him so that you are ready for the person of Jesus Christ at Christmas. My name is Father Mark Toops, author of the Rejoice Advent Meditation Series, and I'm excited about this year as we invite you on a pilgrimage as we learn more about the places, people, and events of the very first Advent. 
I am humbled with all of you who have uh, celebrated with me the gift of Advent. Over 100,000 people have been a part of the Rejoice resource in the past. It's been a humble privilege for me to walk with you, and I'm excited about this year's pilgrimage as we learn more about those places, people, and events of the very first Advent. To learn more and to go on the pilgrimage with us, go to rejoiceprogram.com. Until we see you in this Advent journey, God bless you. Thank you for coming back and spending a few more minutes with me. Uh, I do look forward to this and sharing with you. And I don't say that uh, as a radio slash TV slash podcast guy. I don't. I am saying that from the bottom of my heart. I like being with you and I like sharing the good things of God with you and the truth. You know, if we can't talk truthful, you know, what do we what do we have? I, I let off before the break there saying to you that I was created uh, by God for sure, but I was created for God, meaning that the the meaning of my life will only be discovered as I am in relationship with the one who created me, doing the things he wanted me to do, conforming my life to his image, and just enjoying his presence. And I mentioned that G.K. Chesterton said, he said, the secret to happiness is gratitude. But here's what, here's what I was thinking also this morning, and that is that everything that we need from God, everything that we ultimately need from God ends up becoming what we look for in man. You know what I mean? What we, what we really need from God and what we're looking for in our life, which should be from God, we end up looking to man for this, to another person, to my mate, my, my, my spouse. And we want what only God can give us from other people. And you know as well as I do, that that can end in great disappointment. When I was really looking for God and looking for something in my life, I ended up looking in all the wrong places. Like, for example, love. All of us want to be loved. All of us want to love. And so if I am looking for ultimate love in anything outside of God, it will be less and could be disappointing, right? Certainly, if you place your love in a person that is inappropriate, you're going to be really disappointed. And so we, we know by looking at the scriptures and the divine revelation of God that he loved us so much that he died for us. And he said that there's no greater love than this, than someone laid down their life for their friend. I call you friends. He loved you and gave his life for you. That is the love that is going to fill that hole in your life. I don't know exactly what this means, but I think there's someone who's listening who has gone through a tremendous tragedy in the last couple of months, a great loss in your life. And I want you to know that today God is saying to you, I love you. I'm what you are looking for. Give me your life. Completely, radically reorient your life now, today. Reorient your life to God, and he will begin to fill you with new life and joy and purpose. That doesn't happen very often to me where I just feel on the spot. God wants me to say something, and that, and only you know who I'm talking about. 
that you have had a big loss in your life and God wants to love you today. You're not going to get it in television. You're not going to get it in an epic novel. You're not going to get it at a dance hall. You're not going to get it at the bar. You're not going to get it online. (laughs) It's going to come from a real relationship with God. And I would encourage you to go to church and ask about a holy hour where the Lord is there waiting for you and go and sit for an hour and say, Lord, I hear you. Let's begin anew. That's for you. But there's other areas of our life that we we need to, uh, what we need from God, we look for in man, like affirmation. This is really a wild one, isn't it? Affirmation. How many men that I know are looking for the fatherly affirmation, and they didn't get it when they were growing up. They didn't get it. And that's led to a lot of unfortunate relationships where they're trying to get the affirmation that God wants to give them, but they're trying to get it from other men, or they're getting it from other women. Women, same thing, right? Know this today that God affirms you. He loves you. He affirms you. That is that you're all right in your relationship with God, given that there's no grave sin in your life. That is mortal sin that broke the relationship. You know, you need to go to confession if that's the case to 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 renew and, and heal that relationship with God. And with everything that's going on in the world right now, my goodness, go do it. Go to confession today if you're in grave sin, mortal sin. But if you will go to God, he will give you that affirmation saying to you, you are my daughter, you are my son, I love you, I'm not leaving you, I am with you, I have plans for you and they are good plans, I have my eye on you, your destiny is to be with me forever in heaven. That's affirmation. Now, compare that to anything else you're going to hear out in the world that even looks like affirmation. It doesn't stack up. Only God can give you that affirmation that you need. And if you are trying to get that from some other human today instead of God, stop. <laughs> Turn to God and accept his love. We, uh, we oftentimes will look to other people rather than to God for meaning in our life. What is the meaning of life or, or security? This is a big one, security, especially as people start reaching, you know, 45, 50, 55 years of age, and they're starting to think about retirement and and do they have enough and are we going to be secure? And your attention can really be drawn from God in a big way onto uh, the programs of men. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a good program for your retirement. Don't get me wrong. But where is your heart at? Are you all in? Are you all in? Even if it doesn't look completely secure at this point, are you all in in this relationship? When it comes to affirmation, love, meaning, security, or value. Are you finding your value in God? Are you finding your meaning, love, affirmation, your future? (laughs) Yeah, this is what I've been thinking about this week. Oh God, you are the most important thing in the entire universe. And you have died for me. You are asking me. To, do, to give you first place in everything, and not only first place, but first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. In other words, in every aspect of life, you created me, but you created me for you. And so, Lord, I remain your servant. 
I will worship you. I will serve you. I will put other things aside for you. I'll make time for you, the best time. I will tell people about you. I'll be present at Mass to worship you. And I will rise in the morning with you on my lips in praise. And I will go to bed at night reflecting on what you have done in my life. Paul said to the Philippians in 4.13, he said, and I love this, he said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I love what the psalmist said too, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So everything else is not as important. If you've got chips and other piles besides God, take them out now. You've ever been to a casino? They got cameras everywhere. You've been in the kingdom of God? He has cameras everywhere. Take the chips out of those piles. You're all in with God. You're all in. And then now what we can do is we can say what Paul said to the Corinthians. He said, be watchful, stand firm in the faith. Now, this is kind of for men here, gals. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Isn't that good? I think it's okay to say act like women too, you know. Act like followers of Christ. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. I love, I love that. I really, really do. I love it. So as you go into uh, your weekend and next week, I just want you to be mindful of the fact that you were created by God, to be sure, but you were created for God. And whatever you're doing right now, do not turn to complaining and whining and blaming. Don't do that. God can turn water into wine, but he can't turn your whining into anything. And so let's turn our hearts to the Lord, shall we? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, we love you and we give our lives totally to you today. You are everything. And we want to just make sure that we are all in this week in serving you. We're giving you the best time, the the time to listen to you, to go to Mass, to pray, to do what you've called us to do. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, I'll put a little ad in here on the show notes for the Insight Journal. We've been talking about that. Remember, get yours this week. I look forward to seeing you soon. Love you. 